0: Uh, very good morning to you, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Wednesday morning middle of the week, the 8th of February, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew with you broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ q Q693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Our open line number, as always, 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736 anyone that does ring through today, by the way, we'll get a Makita prize pack, so feel free to call any time throughout the next hour. one one 1170 That's all before breakfast with Julian King and Jaleesa Apps from 6am. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of them before Patton Hills along at 6am local time for you. Don't forget, for our listeners, especially through SCN 1170am in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy back on Monday morning. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, pretty big show for us. We're going to have a chat to Matty Cox in Melbourne, host of Tradies News. He is back. He's been on holiday for the past few weeks. I'll have to ask where he's been because he was due back last week. Anyway, uh, we'll have a chat with him in about 15 minutes, talk about some of the big issues in sport this week. And want to hear from you, as I say, 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Plenty going on as well. We'll also continue our build-up to the 2023 NRL season and have a look and get your thoughts on how the West Tigers are going to go this year. We'll do that a bit later on in the show. But let's have a look at what is making news at two minutes past five in New South Wales, two minutes past four in Queensland. Now, Mitch Moses, he's been a talking point of the off-season, hasn't he? We obviously know Parramatta made the grand final last year, losing uh, to Penrith. But the rumours have been... Ongoing for a few months now, about whether he'll stay at the Parramatta Eels, go to the West Tigers, the Bulldogs. We know at one point in time, were in the race for Mitch Moses. They pulled out a couple of weeks ago, but he has vowed that money will play second fiddle, a fiddle to his pursuit of a premiership, as he prepares to make a call on his future before the start of the season. So literally in the next few weeks, Moses, who is at the centre of a multi-million dollar tug of war between the Eels and the West Tigers. Uh, returned to pre-season in the best shape of his career. Now, Moses said yesterday he knows that he needs to make that call and it is fast approaching. He said, definitely, I want to get it sorted before the season starts. It's with my management at the moment and they will let me know when it's ready to go. They're good at letting me focus on Parramatta and what we're trying to do to start the year off well. I haven't felt any pressure. I've handled it a lot better than in the past You learn from those past negotiations and contract talks. Whatever happens, happens, I guess. Um, The Tigers are willing to offer up to around $1.4 million a season to get Mitchell Moses back to the West Tigers. The Eels' offer won't be as high, uh, but it'll still be a pretty good one. And we know, of course, Parramatta made the grand final last year. I suppose, uh, and Moses said, I want to win a comp. Simple as that. Now, when you look at it, over the past few years, you would say Parramatta still the more likely team out of the two between the Eels and the Tigers to go on to win a premiership in the next couple of years. However, Parramatta have lost a couple of players heading into this year. I think most people, whilst they expect them to be in the top eight, I think some people expecting them to slip, especially to uh, from what they did last year, making the grand final. And you have to remember with Parramatta as well, I remember midway through last year with about eight, nine rounds remaining. They were dangerously close to missing out on the top eight before they had that amazing end-of-season run. Um, and if you're a Tigers fan, I know Julian mentioned this the other day, would you want Mitch Moses back at the club? I think you'd take him in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Uh, 0457 736 736 or 01 Where do we think Mitch Moses will end up what would be the smart call for Mitch Moses to make? Putting money aside, if he wants to win a competition, does he stay at Parramatta or does he go to the West Tigers? I mean, if he went to the West Tigers and the Tigers won a competition, he would be labelled a hero. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. If Mitch Moses wants to win a competition by the end of his career. Does he stay, stay at Parramatta or does he go to the West Tigers? And just on not. As such, Mitch Moses. But thinking about the most valuable players this year, coming into this year's NRL season, and he would have to definitely be one of them. We saw he uh, got injured uh, in the latter part of the year last year. And Parramatta, uh, they won a couple of games, but they did struggle. Um, who is the most valuable player for your team or just in the NRL this year, coming into this season? Doesn't necessarily have to be the best player in the NRL, but there's a whole heap of players that if they got injured for their respective teams, those teams would struggle. So who is the most valuable player heading into this year's NRL season? 0457 736 736. Open line number is 1300 01 1170 So where would you go if you're Mitch Moses, if you want to win a competition and the most valuable player in the NRL heading into season 2023. Now, speaking of season 2023, it gets underway of sorts this weekend with the pre-season challenge. A team this Tuesday, of course, we've also got the All-Stars taking place coming up on Saturday afternoon as well. We'll talk more about that a little later on. But we know the pre-season challenge is worth $100,000. Um, A lot of critics to this pre-season challenge. Uh, look, I'll watch some of it. I don't think I'll watch every game. And I think I am probably like a lot of people who will tune in and out of it Um, And I'm hoping that there are no big players from any teams injured uh, in this preseason challenge, but look, still worth a hundred thousand dollars. They're bringing in different rules, uh, different number of points you get for different sort of things in the game. Um, And it has to be said, some of the teams that are taking part this weekend and it starts tomorrow night with the Tigers and the Warriors, uh, they have named some pretty big uh, players, Josh Reynolds. He will return to the Bulldogs uh, and he will, uh, Compete uh, complete when he returns Kyle Flanagan with Kyle Flanagan in the halves. So he'll be back, uh, his journey back to the Bulldogs complete, playing with Kyle Flanagan uh, this weekend. Uh, new coach Cameron Seraldo has picked Hayes Perham at fullback, uh, which will be uh, interesting. In fact, no, Hayes Perham was with Maori All-Stars. So Brandon Burns uh, will wear the number one jersey. Hayes Perham with the All-Stars. And Jake Averillo will play in the centres. That'll be interesting to see. Star recruit uh, Reid Marnie will start at hooker, uh, but Filiami Kikau won't feature this week. Uh, Josh Hodson, who was the Eels' replacement for Reid Marnie, will debut for his new club in a relatively inexperienced side. Brandon Smith will play his first game as a Rooster against his old side, the Melbourne Storm in Geelong on Sunday. Interesting to note when it comes to the Roosters as well, Um, and it is only a trial match, but Joseph Sawali, has been named in the centres. Uh, a lot of talk about Sueli and where he's going to be playing this year. We know at the back end of last year there was a lot of talk about him, his favourite position being fullback. That's not going to happen while James Tedesco is there, but. Um, A lot of people thinking he is a centre as well, and maybe he'll get involved more. That will be uh, interesting. The Panthers, Rabideaus and Seagulls, uh, they've opted to rest basically their full squads. In particular, the Panthers, of course, they have the World Club Challenge next weekend against uh, St. Helens, so no surprise they're going to be resting uh, some of their players. But has your interest, well, since you've seen the teams that have been named yesterday afternoon, has your interest peaked a little bit? On this pre-season challenge, uh, $100,000, as I say, to win the pre-season challenge. It goes over two weeks. Um, and then we have a weekend off. And then the NRL season, of course, as I say, the All-Stars this weekend as well. They're over in New Zealand. We'll talk about that a little later on. And also uh, the World Club Challenge uh, takes part. Of course, uh, St. Helens are playing the St. George Illawarra Dragons this weekend as well. So St. Helens part of the pre-season challenge. What's your interest levels in this pre season challenge? I mean, I know we're all looking forward to seeing Rugby League back. Uh, When was the last Rugby League game? End of November um, with the Rugby League World Cup over there at Old Trafford. So we're all looking forward to seeing footy back, but what are your interest levels? Have they got, are you more interested in it than you were when you first heard about it? at the back end of last year or early this year. 0457 736, 736. Also some news surrounding Latrell Mitchell. We know Aaron Finch has retired from cricket, and we will look ahead to the West Tigers as well a bit later on. one 1170 the open line number. If you're Mitch Moses and you had to make the decision on what club to pick to win a competition over the next few years, would you stay at Parramatta? Or would you go to the West Tigers? And who is the most valuable player in the NRL heading into season 2023 and the preseason challenge, your level of interest? 1-300-01-1170, the open line number. You can text 457 We'll get to your calls, your texts very soon. But on the other side of this, we'll cross to Melbourne and speak to host of Tradies News in Melbourne, Maddie Cox. Yes, it is. In about 30 seconds, going to have a chat with Matty Cox, host of Tradies News down in Melbourne. Stack of texts there. We'll get to them in a moment as well. 0457 736 736, or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170 And we'll also have a look ahead to the West Tigers season as well. But for now, be looking forward to this. Let's have a chat now to Matty Cox down in Melbourne And we're looking forward to this. He's been away for a couple of weeks, but he is back. And we're going to cross now to Matty Cox.
1: And a very good morning to you, Dan
0: Pettigrew. Hello, Matty. Just uh, did a bit of padding there. (laughs) keep you going? Um, now, first question, where have you been? Because I was under, uh, well, welcome back. I was under the impression that you were supposed to be back last week, according to our good friend, Matt Donald, who did a superb job filling in for you.
1: Well, clearly Matt Donald can't read the calendar. <laughs> because, uh, and by the way, thank you very much to Maddie once again mm. for uh, doing the lion's share of the last couple of weeks. I'll uh, just uh, hit the snooze button for a little bit. Um, no, just uh, took some time away, got uh, cleared the air and got ready for a, a big year ahead in terms of sport and particularly when the footy season kicks into gear. Uh, so refreshed. I'm not sure whether I'm ready to go just yet. The brain's still trying to kick back into gear and remember how to do anything. In fact, you're lucky we're talking this morning, Dan, because remembering how to hook everything up mm. at this time of the morning is incredibly
0: difficult. I was worried. I was worried. But, uh, I mean, to be fair, you had three weeks off. I had about seven off, so uh, can't yeah. compare. Did you go anywhere nice? No, no, just uh,
1: tinkered around home. Did a lot of the chores that I'd been putting off for the last few months and uh, just slept in. When uh, when you're getting up at this time in the morning, it's uh, very nice to uh, not have the alarm go off, I can assure you of that. And. That means I'm still owed four weeks. If you've had seven, I'm still owed four weeks. So that, that'll, that'll come at some stage.
0: Not entirely sure how, how that works. But anyway, no,
1: neither, it's... neither am I, given I've been here four years and you, you've been what, here too. Well,
0: uh, well yes, uh, this is true. <laughs> However, uh, some of it may have been without pay. Uh, now, um, <laughs> Maddie, uh, good to have you back. Of course, we've got the cricket starting tomorrow as well. Um, we do. But we are in a bit of a position, and I spoke to Matt about this last week as well, that uh, tennis is now done. Big Bash is done. Looking forward to the cricket beginning tomorrow. But we're sort of in that month where there's not much happening. But we, uh, in NRL circles, have the pre-season challenge beginning uh, tomorrow night, actually, with the Tigers and the Warriors. A two-week competition. $100,000 on the line In uh, with all of that going on. We've got the All-Stars match as well and the World Club Challenge next weekend. Um, $100,000, it's interesting the level of interest in this pre-season challenge because I know you guys in the AFL up until fairly recently used to have a a proper pre-season.
1: Yeah, well,
0: been nearly 10 years, 10 years, I reckon, okay. since, since
1: we had a proper trophy awarded and there was a proper structure in more recent times. It's just been three games or... In even more recent times, it's been two games where they've just been played, not in a great deal of anger. There's been no ladder associated with it. There's no points associated Mm. with it. So it's been pretty much a a meaningless competition to get around that. Most matches are played in regional areas to try and take the game out to, I I suppose, exposure for those that usually can't get to an AFL Premiership season match, although COVID put a, to, uh, put a pretty big stop to that in the last mm. couple of uh, years in particular. But this year we've, we've scaled it back yet again in the AFL. So we're not, we're not even having two weeks. We're having mm. one proper <laughs> week of mm. matches. And prior to that, there's a, a weekend where most clubs have organised, I suppose you'd call them trial matches between themselves that mm. aren't officially sanctioned. Um. So, and this is all because we've got an extra round in the AFL this year with the mm. gather round that mm. we've got in Adelaide, which mm. will beat your magic round. I'm I'm very confident about Hardly that. Hardly doubt that. Yes, um, God. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting structure, and I suppose it's it's goes towards us, the, the approach that the clubs took where they obviously didn't want to do too much in anger. They didn't want to risk injuries or anything associated mm. with that, whereas at least you've got the carrot dangling in front of your clubs for your preseason.
0: Yeah, $100,000. It's interesting what you say about the extra round in the AFL. There's an extra round. I mean, teams will have bias this year because we've got the 17th team, so an uneven number of teams. So they're probably still playing the same number of games, but still an extra round. It's... Uh, we have this conversation. I have no doubt over the next couple of weeks, uh, there'll be some team that gets an injury. Look, let's hope everyone gets through these trials injury-free, but I don't think they will. It very rarely happens. And then the conversation always comes up, and it happens uh, right throughout the season as well. But the conversation is, do we really need pre-season trials? Now, I think the players probably need at least one hit out before the season proper, but in my mind, that could be, Really, be about it. Considering as well how long, uh, from an NRL point of view, the top players play throughout the season. You know, if you're playing all the way through the season, you don't miss a match. You're a rep player. Your team makes the grand final. You're playing for seven months in a row. It, it it's a long, long season. Well, even
1: and you you guys have international duties yep. that are associated as well that are scheduled in and around the the off season. So that it does make it an incredibly. Mm long period of time. I I guess that the, from, from a fan perspective, I mean, we're all keen to see our teams. We've we've had a a summer of cricket and we, we want to see our teams back out on the park and, and competing, but, Beyond that, the the relevance or, or the interest level to actually attend one of these games, I don't think is quite there when there's not really much at stake.
0: No, um, and uh, all games are going to be broadcast on Fox League, as they were last year, and that's uh, very good. There'll be people, I'm sure, tuning in. But, yeah, I don't know the level of... Uh, I've got a few texts, which I'll read after we chat. Um, I just don't know about the level of interest in it, but I- I'm with you, I think, because people are keen to see footy, they'll switch on but no one's going to be taking it seriously until the start of the NRL season in three weeks' time.
1: Well, are we even going to get that
0: in the <laughs> NRL?
1: Because the other story that's uh, got my attention this week is mm. this pay dispute that is uh, threatening the start of the NRL season is one of the uh, one of the reports that I read. What is going on?
0: That's a very good question and one that not many people can answer for you. Look, I, I oh, think can answer to your question whether the season will start or not I think it will. Um, there has been talks over the past month, I suppose, from a few players about player strikes and players potentially going on strike, but then you hear from the vast majority of players um, and Clint Newton, who is the head of the RLPA, saying that, look, that's not what they want. Um, The RLPA, Clint Newton um, and representatives from the RLPA and the NRL head honchos Peter Volandes and Andrew Abdo did sit in a meeting for three days last week. Um, And it seems, although we haven't had a resolution, the story has died down a little bit over the past few days. Look, the last thing I think anyone wants to see is a strike, but it does. There does need to be some sort of resolution. Look, it's not, and I think half the problem is we had uh, Wade Graham on the breakfast show here a few weeks ago, um, and he's a Cronulla Sharks player, very well spoken, but really couldn't list what the players were really demanding. There's a lot of talk about the NRLW um, that they want 12-month contracts instead of four-month contracts, and that is fair enough. And then there's a whole host of other stuff that the NRL players are wanting, but no one really knows. What what it is unless you really sit down and uh really uh, do a lot of research into it so it is an interesting one but look unfortunately maddie i think 97 98 of the general public is saying look these players are greedy they want much uh, a lot more money and i think one of the things that reflected badly amongst uh, the players was that and it's came out a couple of weeks ago uh, michael karianis uh Telegraph journalist here and does some stuff with SEN said that the players on top of their salaries that they're paid also wanted to be paid $2,000 match fees as well for every single match they played now to the general public for these players that are on 900,000 a million over a million dollars a year people look at that and think what what why do you need to pay paid another $2,000 so it's an interesting one. It continue, continues to drag on and hopefully before the start of the official season, we get uh, some sort of resolution.
1: Well, that was my next question to you. How ugly is it going to get considering that it seems as though the public sentiment from what you've just said is largely against the players. who was saying they, they require a radical boycott for the good of the game.
0: I don't think the players – look, uh, Greg Alexander, the co-host of Breakfast with the Force Brandy, that will be back next week, said he was on uh, the show on Friday morning um, uh, with Joel and Fletch, actually, who were doing Breakfast last Friday. And um, he said, look, hopefully the players don't have to go on strike, but, look, they might be forced to. If that's the action if, – if they're that serious about what they're asking for, then I suppose then, yes, potentially that – would be an option but I would still think it would have to be last resort because the, most of them have come out and said look we don't want to disrupt the fans uh, the enjoyment of the game they know everyone's keen for the season to start but it, it's definitely obviously an option on the table and it's something the NRL will want to be careful about because if we get to a stage where we get to a couple of days before round one and this is still going on well, so I think the season will start it's just a big question mark and continues to be a big question mark until one way or another this is sorted.
1: I reckon if you're an NRL fan, you might want to get along to those challenge games because <laughs> there's a, just a, a little question mark, a little asterisk based on what I'm hearing down here from you this morning. Um, I want to turn to Aaron Finch yeah. because as, as a Victorian, we we obviously mm. admire what he's been able to achieve not only at state level but but internationally and his uh-huh. rise to the to the captaincy for australia and for such a long period of time i think there's been stages where we've been very critical of him what do you think aaron finch's legacy is going to be as he enters international retirement.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, Fantastic player, definitely in the short form, 2020 one-day cricket. I suppose he would be a bit disappointed that he didn't play as much test cricket as a lot of people thought he would. Um, And I'm sure he probably would have liked to play more than that. Um, so he would be disappointed uh, with that. But, gee, he was a good player. He, I, I sort of agree with you, Maddie. I think he gets uh, – and, look, his form over the past year hasn't been as good. But uh, you look at his whole career, and he's a very good player. But I think he got wrongly criticized uh, at, at times throughout his career, whether it was fairly or unfairly. But, what, three well, – I'm just saying here – 3,120 runs from 103 matches – that holds the record for the most games played and the most runs scored for Australia's men's team in the shortest international format. So just that alone just shows how good of a player he was, in particular in those short-form uh, t- types of the game. But I think you would be disappointed he didn't play a bit more test cricket, wouldn't you? Y-
1: yes and no. I think mm. it, there's there's an element of um, you want to represent, or well, at least... During his era, there was still that desire to, to wear the baggy green, and although that's obviously becoming under increasing threat from the various short-form formats or competitions around the world, but there was, there was still a desire, and he did for a period of time, particularly in the, the aftermath of the, the Sandpaper Gate. He never really looked settled in that Red Bull team. But mm. I think the, the element that kind of gets... Lost even when we were critical of his performances with the bat over the last couple of years was his ability to lead this Australian team. You rewind back to the world cup victory that we had. Was it in the UAE? I think it was. Yeah. Um, not the last world cup, the one before before that. Yeah. We we were heading into that tournament as nobodies. Nobody gave us a chance. No. And for him to lead that team, and, and even the snapshot that we got during the BBL season where Fox Sports had him mic'd up during one of the, the derbies and just hearing the the thought process and how he was constructing the field and the, the strategies that were at play and trying to shift momentum, I think he didn't get the credit that he deserved as the leader of this team, not necessarily scoring the runs, mm. But I think his role was more important to that in the Australian side as a leader. and I think that's what his legacy is going to be.
0: And you look back at that world cup, as you said, no one gave us a chance a couple of years ago and it sort of went under the radar that world cup until we got towards the final and then went on to win it. terrific player. Um, and hopefully I think he is going to continue in the big bash. I'm pretty sure I saw, but yes. yeah, he look terrific player. Um, excellent to watch and exciting to watch as uh, well. Him and David Warner together at their peak. Very good. So, so, uh, yeah, great career and looking forward to see him continuing in a rejuvenated and uh, shortened Big Bash next year.
1: Yes, and a rejuvenated Melbourne Renegades mm. too. Finally uh, found some form this year, which is good. Two more years he's uh, committed to the Renegades for. So he's not going to be lost completely to the cricket scene, but I think we all knew that his international retirement was uh, was coming. Mm. Um, Dan, been a pleasure as it always has. to uh, touch base. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad Thank you're you. back. Yeah, well, jeez, I'm not sure if I sensed a, a tone there that uh, <laughs> maybe you're not glad I'm back. Anyway. No, no,
0: no. We, uh, I, You know, the highlight of my week, Matty, is our chat's on a Wednesday morning at 5.15 oh. in the morning.
1: You need to get a life
0: then. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Good on you, Dan. Thank you, Maddie. We'll chat <laughs> next week. We will. Matthew Cox in Melbourne, back. He is host of Tradies News in a nutshell in Melbourne. We'll have a chat with him again next week. Yeah, just quickly on Aaron Finch's legacy. Announced his retirement uh, yesterday uh, in that press conference. 36 years old. He only played five test matches for Australia. His last one being in 2018. Uh, Was part of the 2015 one-day squad, World Cup winning squad here in Australia. And as Matty just mentioned, the T20 World Cup win in 2021. And as I said... Uh, 3,120 runs from 103 matches in the T20. He was named Australia's T20 Player of the Year in 2014 and 2018 and is second only to Chris Lynn in terms of most runs in the Men's Big Bash League with 3,245 from 102 games for the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, he scored 17 one-day centuries and thirty-half centuries after his debut in 2013 and was named one-day international player of the year at the Cricket Australian Cricket Awards in 2020. What was Aaron? What was your favourite Aaron Finch moment? What will Aaron Finch's legacy be? No, four five seven-seven three-six seven three six call the open line one-three hundred-o one 1170. There are a stack of texts there. I'll get to them all after the break. Asking you this morning on 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and call anytime anyone that calls gets a Makeda prize pack for you uh, this morning or text anytime 0457 736 Mitchell Moses if you were him and you want to win a competition before you retire where do you go do you stay at the Parramatta Eels or do you go to the West Tigers It's a hard one. I'd be staying at Parramatta, but the Tigers, I think, are on the up, and we'll talk about them as well in just a second. Uh, The most valuable player heading into the NRL season. Doesn't necessarily have to be the best player in the NRL, but the most valuable player to a team or just in the whole NRL. NRL. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Your interest in the pre-season challenge now. Teams have been named, getting underway tomorrow night. Are you go to watch it? Are you going to go to a game? 0457 736, 736 or one300011170 and as we go to a break and I will get to the text straight after the break uh, let's continue our preview of the 2023 NRL season looking at the 16th place West Tigers uh, from last year uh, so we know they've picked up some uh, pretty big names John Bateman though there is a few question marks on when he'll be uh, there. David Klemmer, Abby Corusel, uh from the Panthers, Isaiah Papalihi from the Parramatta Eels there as well. So as Will Smith um, and you look at their losses, Jackson Hastings is a pretty uh, big loss. Jacob Little has gone as well, but I think their gains definitely outweigh their losses. So the Tigers, do you see them being an improver in 2023? I do. I think they will be a big improver. I do don't know if they'll be making the top eight, but I can't see them running last this year. Uh, at least on paper, they have not proved. Where do you put the Tigers this year? Of course, new coach in Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall now, part of the coaching staff before he takes over in two years. 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Do you have the West Tigers in your top eight for this year? What do you think? 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Uh, you can call any time after the break. Show is yours, and we'll get to all your texts next. It is 27 minutes to 6 o'clock in New South Wales, 27 to 5 in Queensland. Back with your calls and your texts next. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Good to have your company on this Wednesday morning. Julian King, Jalisa Apps coming up after 6am for our Queensland listeners. You'll get the first hour of them and then it is Pat in the Heels from 6am local time. Don't forget Vossie and Brandy back, uh, especially for our listeners through SEN 1170am on Monday morning. Looking forward to that. Uh, Alright, your text 0457 736 736. Don't forget you can call anytime as well. Uh, anyone who calls this morning uh, in between now and 6 uh, get so, Mikita Price Pack, o one three hundred o one eleven seventy. 011170. Serbian Siegel says, Why does SCN keep banging on about the West Tigers? Uh, well, I'm not. Uh, we're going through every team uh, in the lead up to the season. It just happens that I'm starting from uh, the bottom up from the ladder last year. Uh, we had the Dolphins yesterday, the Tigers today. So, no, every team will get uh, a fair go. Where do you think the Tigers will finish, though? 0457, 736736. Now, Mitch Moses, uh, not sure where he's going to go, whether it's going to be Parramatta or the uh, West Tigers but on the back of that asking who do you reckon the most valuable player is uh, heading into this season for either your club or in the NRL entirely Uh, might not be the best player but the most valuable player now Arthur from Paddington kicks us off saying hi without a doubt the player who will have the greatest uh, value on their team's performance depending on his fitness is Tommy Turbo for Manly And to a lesser extent for Manly, Josh Schuster's uh, fit into 5 will prove vital. Arthur from Paddington. Well, firstly on Tommy Turbo, 100% agree. Look, I think we've seen over the past few years for Manly, when Travojevic, uh, as in Tom, is out, they do struggle. Ruben Garrick played some very good football at fullback last year, don't get me wrong, and there are a lot of other issues going on in that Manly Eagles club last year um aside from turbo's injury but you are right look if if Tom travovich can play 50 to 75 percent of their games this year at full fitness they will be a very big chance of making the top eight if they if he doesn't if he picks up another injury firstly that'll be bad for him uh devastating for him but also bad for uh, the manly seagulls so a lot rests on that and you are right about Josh Schuster as well. We saw how well Kieran Foran had been playing at 5'8 for the Manly Eagles over the past especially last year. Uh, Schuster, we know he's a very talented footballer. We'll see if he can make that switch into that 5'8 position. Uh, we'll find out very, very soon. Thank you, uh, Arthur. Uh, this one, uh, Dan the Man, if Moses wants to win a comp, he would need to come to Manly. Uh, but he won't. And he wouldn't even get into our 30-man squad. Uh, well... I think he would, uh, to be honest. Uh, And look, he could go to Manly, but I don't think that's on the table. I think there's two clubs that want him. Uh, I think that's either going to be uh, the Parramatta Eels or the West Tigers. But look, if he wants to change his mind, uh, he can go to Manly. Although according uh, to that text, he wouldn't make the 30-man squad. Thank you. Uh, Yes, good morning uh, to you, Alan Belford-Jones. Thank you for listening and thank you for the uh, text as well. Apparently... Uh, wants a new dentist. Okay, thank you uh, for that one. Now, asking as well, as I say, most valuable players. Uh, this from the Yoval Treeman. He says, hi, Dan. With teams like the Panther Storm and the Roosters, their squad strength helps mitigate the loss of any of their star players. For this reason, I would rank Nico Hines as the most valuable player, as the Sharks would sorely miss him if he wasn't playing. That from the Yeovil treatment. Uh Yes, I agree with you. Uh, their oval treatment. We saw how well Nico Hines played last year uh, for the Cronulla Sharks, and look, no one re- we all knew he was a good player when he was at the Melbourne Storm, um, but I don't think anyone really expected him to go to the Sharks and to be that good. He was definitely their best player last year, and probably a bit of pressure on him. His second year now, heading into uh, his second year at the Sharks, heading into this season. Um, but he was fantastic. Really, really good player. So, yeah, I agree. And the Sharks depth. Uh, they, there was an article yesterday that they have signed a couple of young players uh, in the halves for depth. Uh, but we know they've lost Lockie Miller uh, to the Newcastle Knights. Kay Dykes picked up an unfortunate injury last week as well, which we'll see him most likely ruled out for the whole of the season. Uh, so their depth will be tested in particular. You are right if someone like or someone like Nico Hines does go down. Thank you, Yeovil Uh In terms of the preseason challenge that begins tomorrow night with the Warriors and the Tigers, uh, someone says who's going to watch that store off from their relatives maybe. Uh, look, I I think people will watch the preseason challenge. I, I don't know how much interest... um there is going to be in it, but it's football. People want to watch football. Um, and, of course, we've got the All-Stars on uh, this weekend and the World Club Challenge. And this final one for now, this from the A uh, Hi, Dan. Keen as to see some footy this weekend. Uh, well, Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people, I mean, you look at the end of the NRL season, what, first weekend of October. We did have a Rugby League World Cup. Um, a lot of people were invested in it. I wouldn't say Everyone was invested in it. And it has to be said, during that Rugby League World Cup, we did have um, a lot of one-sided games. Until we got to those finals, the semi-final between England and Samoa, and the final between Australia and Samoa was closer than some people thought it would be. Um, But before we got to that stage, there were a lot of uh, one-sided games. But we haven't had football for a few months, so we're looking forward to seeing... Uh, some action on the field, even if it is only trials. Uh, he also says if Ben Hunt went down for the Dragons uh, this weekend or over the next couple of weekends, they would be in a lot of trouble. Uh, the Chook Band. Well, yes, I personally, I think the Dragons are probably in a lot of trouble anyway, uh, to be honest. But... We'll see uh, what happens with uh, that. But, yes, Ben Hunt uh, needs to stay fit for them if they're going to be any chance this year. Keep those texts coming in. There are a few more there. I will get to them shortly. 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line anytime about anything in sport. one 1170 Asking you, Mitchell Moses, if you were him, do you stay at Parramatta? Do you go to the West Tigers? Where is he more likely to win a competition in the next few years before he retires? Is it Parramatta or is it the West Tigers? Um, most valuable player in the game this year. Who is going to be the most valuable player uh, in the NRL in 2023? Doesn't necessarily have to be um, the best player in the NRL, but who's a player, if, and we've had Tom Tommy Turbo suggested, but who's a player that if they go down this year, that team is going to struggle. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 Your interest in the preseason challenge, you're going to be watching it. You're going to go to a game. Uh, we'll talk more about it tomorrow when it gets underway. And also Aaron Finch, uh, his legacy after he announced his retirement from international cricket yesterday. 0457 736 736 or 01 11 And our season previews continue today with the West Tigers uh, finished last last year, uh, will they be improvers this year? Can they make the top eight? I think they will improve. I just don't know if they'll be able to make the top eight. Back to more of your texts in just a second, but just before a break on the All-Stars match, uh, Latrell Mitchell, uh, he gave a press conference, as did Jack Whiten yesterday, uh, but he insisted, Latrell, he won't be changing uh, in the wake of his arrest in Canberra last weekend. He is sorry for taking the focus off this weekend's All-Stars game, but says those who know him know the real Latrell Mitchell. Asked whether he had been unfairly targeted, presumably by police, Mitchell replied, everyone has a perspective and time will tell. Uh, Mitchell, we know, will appear in court, uh, but for the moment, his focus is on atoning for the events of last weekend when he and good mate Jack Whiten were arrested, as we know, in the nation's capital for an alleged wrestle which apparently got out of hand. Uh, he also revealed that he was dealing with an underlying shoulder issue, although he refused to take direct aim at the police for the way they arrested him in Canberra on Sunday morning uh, when he could be heard screaming. Uh, he said yesterday, It speaks for itself, I guess. I don't want to talk about it uh, too much about it. Doc pretty much cleared me. There are definitely a few things going on with the shoulder, but it's un- an underlying issue. And it's just me and Jackie Boyd being cousins and being friendly and doing what we do and having fun. Would you hear about it if it wasn't Jack Wyden and Latrell Mitchell and he continued on? Look, I th- <laughs> no one's condoning it. I do think, though, um, we still would have heard about it, I'm sure, um, if it was any rugby league player. They've just got to act a bit better than that. But, look, we don't know the whole situation. They'll be in court. Uh, I don't think we'll see what comes out of it. But uh, they'll be both be playing. And what, was, what will be more interesting is let's see what comes out of it from an NRL point of view. Once they've had their day in court on the 22nd of February – um, whether they will be missing any games once the start of the NRL season begins. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, you can call the open line 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Still a lot of text there. I'll get to them after the break. Mitch Moses, what would you do? Uh, you to win a competition do you stay at Parramatta do you go to the West Tigers the most valuable player in the NRL this year from whatever club could be your team could be another team the pre-season challenge you're interested you're not um and Aaron Finch's legacy 0457 736 736 is the text number you can call 01 11 we'll finish the show off with your text next it's 12 minutes to 6 in New South Wales 12 to 5 in Queensland Yes, it is. It is 8 minutes to 6 o'clock, one 300 one Uh Now we, of course, here for Makita. Don't forget, serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools. Makita helps you rule the outdoors. All right, let's get through some more of these texts, 457 736 This one from Magpie Swanee. Morning to you, mate. He says, hectic cheese, as in Brandon Smith, could be what the Chooks need to go to the next level. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, he's playing, as I mentioned earlier, this weekend against the Melbourne Storm. We'll wait and see how much game time from every club these big players do get. Um, the Roosters, though, we we saw them um, struggle a bit throughout last year, and they've had a few really hard years with injuries. Um, what some people some people are still a bit upset that Sam Verrall was let go and they thought maybe they could have Verrills and Smith playing uh, two different roles in that team. Uh, but Brandon Smith, we know how good he has been in previous years for the Melbourne Storm. It will be interesting to see how he fits into that Roosters' mould. But I agree with you. Look, uh, I think if the Roosters can stay relatively injury-free, Brandon Smith has a good year. Luke Keery uh, manages to stay on the field, uh, as well as, of course, Tedesco and Manu. They've, they've got a very good team. Uh look like they'll be very hard to beat again this year. But, yeah, going to be interesting to see how uh, Brandon Smith goes. Thank you, uh, Magpie Swanee. This... Uh, Uh, regarding Aaron Finch uh, was a good skipper, but let's be honest, he stayed a year or two too long. Uh, That one uh, there from the Serbian Seagulls. Yes, well, look, uh, he was a very good skipper. Uh, We mentioned it earlier. Uh, Part, or captain there, uh, the T20 uh, team in 2021 that won the World Cup and a very good career. But, yeah, his last couple of years probably uh, not as good, but still a fantastic player and will be continuing on the big, into the big bash as well. This from the Port Adelaide Dragon, a morning D-man, Mitch Moses can go to Qatar for all I care. Uh, Not a fan of Mitch Moses. As long as he doesn't come to the Dragons, um well he says biggest imposter in the game uh oh, look I think Mitch Moses of pretty good player. I think being a little bit harsh, uh, but you're allowed your opinion, Port Adelaide Dragon. You're always welcome it on this show as well. Uh, it will be interesting to see where he goes. I don't think Port Adelaide Dragon, he will be going to Qatar uh, though. I think he'll be staying in Sydney. And Dan says in terms of best valuable players uh, Adam Reynolds and Cam Munster for their respective teams. Yep, I agree. Adam Reynolds, very important to Brisbane. Cam Munster to the Storm. And the Kingswood Welder says, happy hump day, Dan. Uh, how good is it that the the NRL is almost back. Uh, three-peat for the mighty Panthers coming up. Well, I wouldn't rule it out. Thank you, Kingswood Welder. Thank you for all the text this morning being a uh, good, fun show. The Breakfast Show, next. Gillian King, Jaleesa Apps amongst the guests will be Sydney FC coach Steve Corica. For our Queensland listeners, you will get the first hour of them and then Pat and Heels from 6 a.m. local time. Tomorrow on the show, we'll preview the first test with Charlie Goodsir in the studio with me. Have a great Wednesday. See you tomorrow, 5 a.m.